Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you today? Jess, how was your weekend? Um, okay. No, come on. You have had a concussion. You were on brain rest. You were supposed to be taking care of yourself. Since we spoke last, I have done a lot of brain resting. What does that mean to you? you? Yeah, for those of you who are wondering what that is, what the doctor told me last Tuesday, we record on Mondays, is that I was not allowed to look at any screens, use my phone, do any complicated thinking. I was to be sleeping and maybe take a walk. Death first. Well, so if you sleep in the night, it's kind of hard to take your kid to school and come home and go back to sleep. So I did a lot of laying without sleeping. I did some meditations. And then around the Wednesday time period, I was complaining about this to my sister-in-law who came over for dinner. And she said, you know what you should do is go somewhere where you can't use your phone. How about like a massage or something? And I was like, she is a genius. So, So I booked for Thursday and Friday. Anything? Well, first of all, it would only let me book two things. So while I was there Thursday, I booked things for Friday. So Thursday, I went there and I had a full facial. And I don't really like massages, so I did like a body scrub. So for those of you who don't know what that is, first she did skin brushing. Have you ever heard of skin brushing? It sounds it's painful. Like a, it's like a dry brush that you you just you like. It's exfoliating, but you don't have. It's not. You're not wet or anything. You just brush the skin to get rid of all the stuff. Uh, you know, and then they do a scrub and they scrub the living shit out of you. Scrubby, scrub, scrub, scrub a dub dub. Then they, she washes like, it off. What? Do, do they use like that apricot scrub, like that St. Ives stuff? Like what do they use? Like sugar? Is it sugar scrub? Because that's the new thing. It's probably some super expensive spa scrub with some kind of oil in it that will stay on the body and moisturize it. And then she slathered me up in shea butter. Oh. And then, yeah, both sides. So I started on my stomach and then flipped to the back. Then she shea buttered, you know, then she brushed me and shea buttered me up. Then she started on the facial, which also included like a scalp massage, which I thought would be helpful for the headaches. It was like a peppermint oil scalp massage. And then. Jesus. Did she then put a onion and a cinnamon stick no. in your cavity and then put you in the no, oven for like two hours? <laughs> oh, man. That's funny that you say that because. First thing she did after she washed my face, so she washed my face, um, dried it off, and then stuck a pumpkin enzyme mask. I smelled like Thanksgiving pie. That's first. so funny that John went yeah. to food that puts you in the oven, and totally I thought, if food. not if not for the concussion, this is a porn waiting to happen. I, like, John went one direction, I went another. It's totally women's porn. Well, I mean, yeah, you're, slathering, you're, you're slathering you with apricot and peppermint oil, and I'm like, this is what you do to a Thanksgiving turkey. I smelled like a like a hippie store. And then uh, so uh, pumpkin enzyme and then wash that off and then probably another mask and then wash that off and then a toner. Oh, no, not a toner, because then she did something called dermaplaning. Do you guys know what that is? No, I'm a guy. Let me let me tell you a very small, very sharp razor blade on the entire face. So my face now feels softer than a baby's ass, but also no peach fuzz whatsoever 
Um, and like, you know how like sometimes your skin can get dry and then even exfoliation doesn't have it come off. So like it kind of like it almost takes off a layer of skin. I'm actually only 29 now. No, I'm just kidding. Did any of this hurt? Did Was any of it uncomfortable? No, not this part. So what they did was they shaved a few rings off of your trunk. They, she shaved a few rings off the off the face trunk. Um, oh, she also took an electric current. She was afraid because of the concussion that I know but, about. Yeah, yeah, and then she and she electrically currented my face. I don't know if what that did yet. Like I don't see a well. That's supposed to tighten up. That's supposed to activate your collagen and tighten stuff up. So yeah, she, you're probably are twenty nine. You are yo okay. You, I don't remember ever seeing you this tight. You could bounce a quarter off your cheek you across remember. the street. That's right. So, um, and then moisturizer on top. And then I booked the next day for having skin tags removed, which is Ooh, disgusting. Fun. And a manicure and having my eyebrows tinted. Hey, can I ask so, you? Let when me you show say, you my eyebrows. When you say skin tags removed, yes, they are lovely eyebrows. Um, Jessica's leaning in. I look smart. I look Fantastic. very polished and She's... smart. And this is, she waxed them and then she just dyed them a little bit of a darker color. Go back. Go back. Um, what? Skin tags removed. How many are we talking? I'm getting to it. I'm How many? It. So I didn't have, you know, after my first two babies, I didn't really have them. But I have friends that after the third kid, just they like pop up on the neck and stuff. I do not have any on my neck. However... Yeah, right. So John has a few. So like I have like two or three under each of my arms and I have like two or three not under my boobs. Like you don't have to lift my boobs up to see them, but like on my stomach area. (laughs) She lifts her boobs up. (laughs) Because they're like they're like because you can't see me, but they're like here. Thanks. Okay. so so like. So you have to um, you this? have to especially hair dry them after showering. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Okay. <laughs> so like, um, I don't this like my skin tags wet. I don't know what kind of this was not a laser, and it's not a knife. So I'm not sure what the hell she did to them. All I oh, and I had oh, you know what? I had really tiny ones on my eye that she took got rid of. So first, let me just say that this thing looks like a pen. And feels like a tiny bee sting. And at first when I when she said that to me, I was like, have you ever been stung by a bee? It does not feel tiny. She's like, I have. And you're right. But you'll see. And she was right. It was like dots of bee stings. It hurt like a bitch. I mean, especially on your eye, because it feels like someone is trying to brainwash you basically like zorch 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 and then what happens is they turn white right away then they turn black then they fall off so like that happened and then some of them that were i mean large is a strong word they're not that big like my skin tags are probably like they're tiny but like some are bigger than others because some are just starting and whatever it's not like i had like a tumor not a tumor but, you know, some of them are more annoying than others. And so I'm sorry that you didn't Skype me when you had all those black spots on you before they fell off. They're not done falling off yet. So Maybe you'll I, show the, me later. 
the two or three on this side. Well, right now it looks like mosquito bites. And then the other ones that are larger are still like in the process of turning. It's disgusting. It's one of the most disgusting, painful things that have ever happened to me. I will never do this again. I will just get a pair of scissors, chop it off and put on a bandaid. This is never happening again. The thing is, like the way she does it, they're not supposed to ever come back. So like the skin tags can come back, I think, if you just like take a scissor to them. I don't know because this is my first skin tag. Ooh, uh, uh. They're just terrible. If you who Google skin that? tags, if you Google skin tags, you'll see people who have left them on until they became the size of like footballs, football size skin tag. Like why? How? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I've had a couple. Okay. Uh, that usually, big, this usually big? under no, not as big as a football, but I would say the size of a I don't know, like a raisin, like a, a very big raisin. And, okay. you know, so what happens is I, don't know, I they grow a life of their own and start to talk to you. Right. And then what will happen is it'll get caught like on a sleeve or something. And it'll tear a little bit. Then it'll get like so then you end up going there and they have to take it off because it's like all sore. And you can't even put your arm down. So I've had that done. But, yeah, I could probably go get them done, too. I mean, I have I don't know. I have a bunch. I can't imagine. How, I, I, I wouldn't want to count them. Let's put it that way. But I have a bunch. I didn't know you could go to a place. I'll tell you what. I wake up every morning, and the first thing I do when I open my eyes is I say, thank God I am a man. Thank God I don't have no to torture myself. My I don't even know if Scott knew I had them. No, no. But what I'm saying is what women do, like you said, let's, I'm going to go pamper myself. I was and just so far, they smeared you in oil, rubbed you with stuff, put a mask on you. Oh, but come on. I look fantastic. I, I, listen, what you ladies do for beautification is amazing. What I'm just glad I don't now. have to do it. I didn't say you're not. Look how glowy I am. Look, I'm you, you are glowing. You're like a lightning bug over there. But I'm just saying that, that what you ladies put yourselves through is amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. You wouldn't believe the other stuff she has going on there. Like, she'll go ahead and, like, electrocurrent your wrinkles. And, like, what else was I thinking about getting done? Oh, micro microblading the eyebrows is, is a tiny little <laughs> – this is fun. Rather than dye the eyebrow hair – it's like a tiny little, like a, like a Melissa safety looks pin. Disgusted. <laughs> it's a safety pin that tattoos hairs. So you get like your eyebrows. They're not tattooed though. Cause it's like henna. It comes off in like three or four weeks, but like tattoo, 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 tattoo. I mean, imagine how freaking painful that is. Yeah. I'm sorry. What I'd really like is to get rid of like the, the two, like the, like the two alien hairs or the three that are coming out of my like neck. And chin area because like I tweeze them probably every other day. Like as soon as I even see a like a dot of it, I'm like, give you, I must have you give it to me. How badly I, do you feel when you look down or the light catches it and it's like a corkscrew and you think, yeah, who the fuck is in my life that didn't say to me, yo, bitch, grab that. Grab that. Come here. Let me get that for you. Nobody told you. How long does it take hair to grow? That it got as long as I a know. corkscrew and nobody loved you enough to tell you that you've got a rogue hair coming out of your chin. And John, I'd rather have broccoli in my teeth, frankly. And John, women don't see half of this stuff as torture. What no. Jessica did to herself at some points was torture. It was relaxing, goddammit. But that's it. They go there to be slathered because on my side, not eating it, but on my side, it's like porn for us. It's... Somebody loving on you without expecting a happy ending. And if you get one, yay for me. Um, but it, it's, it's... Has that ever happened to you? It's never happened to me. It's never happened to me. But before my girlfriend's wedding, 
oh my God, it's going to be two summers ago, coming this summer, um, we had a spa day. I told Jess about it. We went to this incredible spa closer between the two of us and we had massages and facials and it was dreamy to have somebody just lay hands on you. And because we paid for two things at the spa, you got to use all of the facilities. So we went and we sat in a salt room where there was a wall of salt as water trickled down. It's this is the kind of place I should have gone to so I didn't have to be plucked and poked. They would, oh, Jess, they would have been but so I good to you. fun. Then yeah, I told right, you we right. went into the haystacks where they are like tiny saunas where they're individual. You go in naked and you sit on, I want to tell you it's a bench, but right below that bench is a huge bale of hay. And then they heat that shit up to hundreds of degrees. And yes, it smells like a barn, but we sweat out at least a dress size. And then two days later, a week later, we were in bridesmaids dresses and (gasps) we look good, man. We look good in those dresses, but we sweat out. It was it was the most we giggled the whole time there was alcohol involved they served us lunch we had the best a, it day it was like porn yeah it was the best day so john I there mean, was that's food the there. idea <laughs> i just didn't happen to go to one of those places that had like a salt room and a waterfall and all that shit so i just decided to like beautify because it was a good way to keep my hands to myself oh and you, she gave me a manicure too that's that's the other thing the the pedicure the play with your feet the hands the scalp. yeah don't play with my feet but you're right I the, mean yeah it was like, the, <laughs> the facial is actually really nice it doesn't feel like torture it feels like ah oh, someone's like making your face glowy and pretty and I didn't used it's to nice. like that I didn't like something I felt like I couldn't breathe she said I don't cover your nose but I will cover your mouth yo for somebody who does shtick probably twenty hours a day I can't have you cover my mouth like I. I need my mouth. Like that's that's how but you know what? It's better. I told you to find someone for your services that doesn't talk to you. So your brain can just sit there and not in, engage constantly to just not talk. But Stuart has that problem too when he gets a massage. He's all talk, 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 talk. I say, How could you even enjoy it if you're constantly talking? Go in there, close your eyes and shut the fuck up. No, so mm-hmm, where are you mm-hmm. from? No, so how are your kids? So do you have, are you ma- Shut the fuck up and just enjoy it. Let someone touch you and make you feel nice. In my head, I think that's 20 minutes, 10 minutes. How much time do I have left? I have 10 minutes left, five minutes left, four minutes. It's almost over. I can't enjoy this. How am I supposed to enjoy it if it's almost over? Like I'm constantly counting time. But if you have the day, oh, that's just dreamy. And you did two days. So you I did. did what did you do that was enjoyable the second day? It sounds like you got poked, you got prodded, you got the eyebrowed. manicure. Okay, the manicure. The eyebrows and the manicure. I mean, I didn't really, I didn't, you don't enjoy that. It's kind of like just being waxed, but like, it was nice to sit up and be like, hey, I look smart. I have actual eyebrows and they don't look like someone just like tousled them. Because that's the thing is like, I have my father's eyebrows and they're very, and they can get really long and curly. And actually, Nate has this too, where it's like, if I'm not careful, one will just be like, hello, how are you today? <laughs> hello. I'm going to stick out like little antennas. Like, like mine? You're a bug. No, no, yours are short. Yeah, but they're long stick hairs out. and they're curly. Yeah, no, well, sticking out's not the same as like the curly ones that just go in all weird directions. Look at Jessica's hair. Picture her hair coming out just above her eye. Right. <laughs> that's that's what you get. And God, it's one much. thing when they wax. It's another thing while they're waxing you when they take out scissors to trim. And you're like, oh. She did that too. Should I, should I have plucked that guy? Is this embarrassing? Should I be embarrassed? That's I my have not touched thing. my eyebrows in months because I've been trying to let them grow out. Because when you overpluck, you end up with nothing. And then it just looks weird. So, 
I don't the fear want fully is, drawn in eyebrows. I want my own eyebrows to look, well, you know, so this that's way the they fear. look like eyebrows. That's the fear that they're going to stop growing. And you're going to be like, oh, God. They did stop growing. This is all I've got. This is it. Like, I should have, like, they used to be caterpillars. Like, full, like, Brooke Shields caterpillars. And I plucked the shit out of them. Like Eugene Levy. I have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Not that bad. Or Daniel. I, I mean, them. they weren't like Kara Delev- Delevingne. Yeah, Daniel Levy. No, I'm not a bear. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I do too. And on a man, I think that's sexy as hell. I, oh my God, I they're both that. delicious. Even Eugene is delicious with his eyebrows. I love that. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. I do too. And I love that show. Oh my God, it's so good. I miss it so much. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. It's oh so my God, good. speaking of other shows though, do you guys watch um, Homeland at all? Yes, did please. I didn't see. Night? I did not because I can't watch I it before we go it. to bed. If I watch it before bedtime, I'm just up all night and my heart's racing and I'm I crazy the same and I can't. Way, but I had to because I think last night was the season finale and I was dying to find out what was going to happen. So I watched it. I won't give it away though. But it was amazing. today. We'll watch. Yeah, it is. It's the writing so good. You're today have we'll to watch, watch it today. You have oh, to. absolutely. But Text not me and at tell night. me what you think. And then there's another show I've been watching that I'm totally obsessed with. Elsie got me into this one. I could kill her. It's called Requiem. And it's a British. Requiem. Damn near Requiem. killed him. Ha ha. Have you guys ever seen the movie Hot Fuzz? Where comedy. with. Um, yeah. It's porno? a comedy. Oh. No. Hot- no. Sorry. That would be a good porno name. That's not bad. No. No. Hot Fuzz is. um. The guy from Run, Fat Boy, Run and his writing partner, the the more fluffy British guy. They're both British. And basically they're cops and they're investigating like some weird shit happening in the town. Well, this is kind of the same thing, but not funny. It's a musician whose mom slices her throat right in front of her, like a nice, friendly, not a mom that would do this normally. And then she go she finds a box of shit from another town that her mom had. So she goes to the town to investigate and it becomes very interesting. I don't want to give it away, but there's only six episodes and it's kind of amazing. So I would recommend you see it because on what? It's on Netflix. Okay, thank you. Requiem. So Requiem and then Hot Fuzz, if you're interested. It's very funny, but similar in theme. And then what was the other one I said? Oh, Homeland. I'll put links in the show notes for those of you who are if anyone's listening. <laughs> if, if you're listening if anyone dear listener if you have not started watching homeland i'm so jealous of you that you get to start from the first season and binge it's very dark place you'll be in when you get out of it i've but never it's seen an so episode good. so I'll, i guess i have to start right oh it's so good it's like dexter so was like dexter was like, have you never watched it dude no i've never seen homeland so i don't know okay yeah, you should start. It's really good. You'll love. You'll love it because you're human. What was the show that I just started watching that I thought was really, really good? Oh, what did you guys think about Roseanne? I'm, I'm on. I like it. I don't understand. I mean, I, I like the show. I liked it too. Yeah, I'm still watching it. A lot of the people same way I liked out. it before. Well, they pulled out because she's a Trump supporter. But the fact of the matter is, she was white trash from the get go, and I liked that. And I like, I still like it. And I absolutely adore Laurie Metcalf. There's nobody funnier. Then I was just watching another show, and Laurie Metcalf was in that too. It was one of my kids' shows. It was a superhero show. I don't. Uh, Laurie Metcalf. Yeah, a she came show in with as Laurie Metcalf. 
Yeah, she came Hold in on. as somebody's mother as like a day player. She just Hold had on. a. She was just. She's so good. Yeah, look up her she's IMDb. So she's so yeah, yeah. good. And and on the funny side okay. and on the drama side, I told you I saw that play on oh, the drama side. Just because side, you met her up in New York doesn't mean she's I the next Meryl Streep. Oh, she's she was so good. Uncle Buck. I just remember her in Uncle Buck. Supergirl. She was Mary She McGowan. was in Supergirl, right? She was the mother oh. to one of the main characters who from 100 years ago, which means she could come back, but it, she they didn't kill her off. Spoiler. Um, so she, she showed up there, and Ethan turns to me. He goes, didn't we just see her on Broadway? I said, yes, baby, we did. What's, and I said, what's her name again? He goes, uh, Lori Metcalf. And I said, raising them right. Raising them yep. right. <laughs> For I all sent the time. Him, I sent them home so I could go backstage and... Shut Fan, up. Fanboy out. Shut up. For, sure all the, for all the times that I say, I am doing a bad job <laughs> parenting. There was one where I was raising right, but John's right. I then sent them back to a hotel so I could meet her. So thank you for following through with my raising them right to bad mom. Right back. There you go. Thanks Weep. so much. That's what I'm here for. Bringing me back. Um. So let's see. What else? What else? Um. I don't even know. If, oh, we got to your brain off day. So you just went to a spa for two days. But that's about I just went it. To a spa for two days. Yep. Well, i i have a I have a question about how I even still have friends. A friend of ours listened to a podcast I recently mean, I that told her that all the things. How you're still friends with me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you actually mentioned it on a previous podcast. Like, I don't necessarily return phone calls. I don't necessarily. And here's what made me really think of it was. I'm terrible. Our friend Annie listened to a podcast that had all of the rules for adult female friendships. And we, we break all of them. But besides breaking whatever they are. We do. I don't RSVP. I don't. I, I'm the you worst. Don't? How about that? I'm the worst. And I thought I of mean, it. Yeah. It's not news to me. But like, what are the rules? Do you. Well, how do I. Did she send how do it? I still have friends. Well, no, because your real friends know exactly who you are and love you anyhow. That's how you first have friends. First of all. And second of all, because not all friends are super sensitive about this shit. Right. So you're saying I just have the friends that give zero fucks about, yeah, like they're yeah. okay with floating shit and having me giggle on my own and later having me float shit out there and, and giggling on the way back. But that non-returned phone call, I mean, it says that you have to... You have to put all of this work into these friendships. And and yes. I never I, do that. But yes, I do say, let's meet up. Make sure I see your face once or twice a year because that way you don't give up on me not texting and not calling back and not so that's your friend maintenance. That's your friend maintenance. I see you once or twice a year. And that way, that's how we maintain our friendship. Is that your point? Well, mandatory. But I was lucky enough to see my friends a lot more this year and and it it really was the wind in my sail. Like it really does, it really does move the needle for me, and it makes a difference for me because I told you I don't really leave the house except for these meetings where I get in trouble and start trouble, and and I and I need to have something to talk to you about. So I guess um, I just don't understand how I still have friends when in reality, well, they- I'm there for you when you need me. I'm there for you sometimes, but on the daily maintenance and the weekly maintenance. I'm not your girl. Like I suck at it. I suck at it. It's not because I don't you care. Do. I, it's Do you not because I don't friends? care. Do you have any new friends? I was in Wegmans the other day, and I ran into Mallory. Had no. a fr- Mallory had a friend from I don't know fifth three years ago, and I no. ran into her. 
I ran into her mom there and I talked to her for 20 minutes and it was a great conversation. I think she's awesome. I think her husband's awesome. And then will I talk to her again? No. So you don't have any new friends. So basically all you're doing is all your old friends that remember the old Melissa, the pre-married Melissa, they're your friends because they remember the fun Melissa. They don't remember No, they the... still know me. They We still get together, our families. We still but, see each other on the regular. Yeah, but see what happens is they they still have a, a, a reference of the fun, great Melissa, not the Melissa that's before them right now. So they just go back to that. What happens is that you won't make any... Why You, you ask the question and I'm well, answering you don't it. Now I'm you're shooting still... me the finger. Oh, yeah, because because you're saying the fun, great Melissa was only 20 years ago and not you, now. I, you are just saying that. I'm just listening. I'm paying attention. You're saying that right now you're a horrible friend. You don't only turn phone calls. You only see your friends once or twice a year because you have to. <laughs> but I'm still fun maintain. and great. I'm still fun, fun and great. And great. I okay, just suck at, at the essentials for for friendship. I just suck at those. I have a standing Tuesday breakfast date. Um with my girlfriend here, um, and if I didn't see her every Tuesday, we would probably drift some too, and I have to put it on the calendar. If I, if any of these people, Stuart and I will go out to dinner with our kids, friends, parents, and we have a great time. I really like all of these people, and I think we, we joke. Actually, it's Stuart's joke, and it's really annoying, but he says... <laughs> Okay, guys, this was an audition. We'll go home and Melissa and I will talk about it tonight and see if you made the cut. Like he makes this joke. Did you make the cut? And finally, I said to him, I wish you would stop saying that because nobody calls us after a first date. Yeah. This woman I ran into in the, in the supermarket, she and I, it's a went out, hurtful. we went out to dinner with our friend. We went out to dinner as friends and we never heard from them again. Oh. Um, and, and I'm sure he made Damn. that, Stuart made that dumb joke, but... You know, he has he has like the top five dumb jokes. Okay, so then here's the thing. If they don't get Stuart's dumb joke, fit. then it's not a good fit. It's not a good fit because I would... Listen, it's hard to for me to gauge this, Melissa, because regardless of if he said that to me, I know you would be my friend, so I would just laugh in his face. So like... I don't know what it's like to go out with you guys for the first time and have him say that. If Dr. Brilliant said that to me, though, I'd be a little bit like, oh, haha, fuck you. He is laughing when he says it, and he... And I, I know. I know him. Okay. He's very sweet. I know him, though. Right. I guess I've known true. him. So how so, many how many friends do you consider... How many people do you have that are your friends now that you've made in the last five years that you would consider friends? This is a good question. I'm sure there are like six or seven couples... Um, friends that we've made over the past five years, six or seven couples. Oh, so they're your right, couple friends. Bad. Okay, but well, I'm talking they're... about you personally, your personal friends. My personal friends? Like you've made a friend. Like you you went to the store, you saw this woman, you had a great conversation for 20 minutes, but you know that that's going nowhere. You'll, you won't contact her again. You won't, you're not going to see her again. You didn't make plans you know, you're not going to. But I like her and I would contact her again and see her again. Then but why don't you? That whole, why don't you? Well, that whole thing that stops me from RSVPing or, or answering, like I can answer a text. That That's zero effort. It's the 80-20 in me. We did um, Ethan's room this weekend. We went through his whole room and we cleaned stuff out. And Stuart said, I got this, Melissa, because I know you and I don't, you're going to make it worse. Like I will clear, clear out everything. I will make him try on things. I will put things in a Donate pile for donations. 
donate pile. It's a joke. Donate. Um, that's <laughs> Stuart, Stuart spelled donate in front of the, or I spelled donate to him in front of the kids with their outside toys, like the cars. I said, I think it's time for D-O-N. And he's like, donate. I'm like, you're an asshole. If I wanted to say it out loud in front of the kids, oh I would have. No, it's yes. not. So I clear out all of his clothes and there's a donate pile. There's a give to my girlfriend who I see every Tuesday for her son who's who's this tiny nugget who's going to like wear all of Ethan's clothes and then um, the trash pile because nobody should wear his boxers ever. Maybe, so, the, maybe the issue is that you drift off of topic when people ask you a question, you never answer it. You go into something else because you deflect. So it's Could the 80-20 it? aspect she of me. She does have ADHD, which was actually what she was trying to say, just yeah. not effectively. It's my 80-20. It's my, I will text you back because it takes like nothing or ha 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 or that's funny. But the, I, I don't talk on the phone. I mean, I think talking on the phone was used to be before life was easier with devices, the way friendships kept together. Phone is out. Email. I mean, RSVPing is my big, my biggest flaw. I got to tell you, I find that it's easier to Marco Polo with you guys than it is to text. Because uh, one thing I like about... Not me, because I'm never in a position of being able to talk. Well, that's because you have a young kid. But us yes. who, who are in a de- different uh, area of our life, a different page in our life that we can actually get away from a rug rat and actually have an adult conversation or say something without, you know, somebody trying to pull our top off. Um, you know, we can do that. <laughs> True so, story. you know, in about five years or so you'll be able to do that you know right now you're just in a where you know he's very needy and he's you know with you all the time so i understand that or you're in bed at at nine o'clock and you know me and melissa are still adults and we're out of bed we're not you know we're allowed to talk so we can do that so yeah i understand that but in a couple of years you'll be able to do that i think you'll love it yeah 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 i think you'll love it being a (laughs) grown-up yeah it'll be nice I mean, I remember it well, and it was really right. fun. Do you have Do you have grown up <laughs> friends, Jess? Do you have friends that you see or? Yes, that's nice, John. Um, well, I, I think what happens is as I go through life and I find different interests, that my friends follow those interests. When I uh, used to be into uh, hunting, I had a lot of hunting friends, and then when I switched over to poker and started playing poker, I had a lot of poker friends. And now that I'm into podcasting, I would consider that I have a lot of podcasting friends. Yeah. So, I, yeah. So I would think that I have a lot of podcasting friends. So how do you it's see hard. them? I start a podcast with them, and then okay. I. <laughs> so. I see. Okay. And the we truth is, Melissa, like I'm in the same boat. Like there are two or three women that are moms of Isaac's friends that I would like to hang out with, but. We keep rescheduling one another. But I mean, you can tell the mutual affection is there, but we don't hang out. And they have the same problem as me. They just keep rescheduling and apologizing and rescheduling and apologizing. And then I have one friend, um, Nomi, who listens to this show, by the way. I know me. I know me. And um, I see Nomi and Maya, uh, you know, and, and the the three of us get along with very well with the three of them. So when Scott's not sick, we're able to do stuff as a family grown up, t- you know, and we also like to go out with them without children someday because my son tends to not behave around Maya all the time. I, I mean, they just she winds him up. He loves her. Um, um, and Nomi and I have done stuff together, just me and her. And we do stuff just the four of us. But again, it's not something... I don't feel 
like, I'm not sure what you're saying about like not RSVPing and stuff. Like I make an effort to reach out to her and say, Hey, what are you guys doing? Or she'll be like, Hey, you guys want to come over Sunday? Or we see each other like maybe once or twice a month because people are just busy. And because yeah. sometimes Scott doesn't feel well. I mean, you and I used to go out as couples and we stopped and I don't remember why first because we're 40 minutes apart also scott is sick also Stuart's always on call also you always ask me the last minute because somebody else is canceled so yeah i don't know how you have friends to be honest (sighs) so you know because this is not the it's not the 10th time you've said it it's at least the 30th i'm joking though we do not we do not look for other people truth in it you said of course there is you said your favorite plans are canceled plans that is your quote, your favorite, favorite so plan. You're true. trying to say, Melissa, that you do this on purpose so it, it makes it her feel better? Nobody has canceled plans with me mm. when I call you. We just do things last minute. We don't we don't plan ahead. That's our biggest flaw. If we did, maybe people would cancel plans with us, but we But I'm actually, actually quite good at planning ahead. I am terrible at I mean I'm obviously not, I guess. You know that you phone has a, a thing that shuts off the ringer, right? You do know that? Sorry. He's talking to you. <laughs> so so your favorite plans are canceled plans and I know that my mother growing up would never do would never ask someone for a favor. It's not something she ever did because she didn't want to owe somebody something for any reason. She didn't want to be in anyone's debt is something she would say and that what was something I had to, when I became a parent, living nowhere near family or had to make friends and make a community and that that whole tribe thing, I had to get over that hint of what I think was kind of damage where my mother said, never accept, I would never accept a favor, I will do favors. So I said, so what, everybody's in your debt? Like, what are you saving up for, exactly. a rainy day? What like do you a, mean? What do you mean she won't accept a favor? She would not because then she, she has to give a favor because her. no, because she did not want to live. Her quote was in anyone's debt. She didn't want to owe anybody anything. So she did not let anybody do anything for her, which just ratcheted up to being the worst gift receiver that ever was not worthy. Like there are a lot of things that I'm sure my brothers also deal with. Like we were in a in a family where my Nana would say, don't get me anything. Don't get me anything. You get her a gift and it's the perfect gift. It's what she wants. It's what she needs. No, no, no. How could you do this? Return it, return it. Like she's not worthy. So the not worthy. And this has been a don't do for me. I'll do for you. That whole has has been a serious in the debt of kind of thing. And I wonder if that has has made a. Is that a Jewish thing? Because I, I a dent in you. <laughs> Is it a Jewish thing? I'm dented. So. I hope not. I don't think you're a shitty friend. I think that a lot of times we – I end up becoming friends with other women who are laid back enough to know that if we see each other, we're thrilled. But if we don't, it's not as if our friendship is drifting away. And women who have been in my life that way are no longer because I have disappointed them too many times and they were too sensitive to deal with it. So they're not my friends anymore because – the women that stick by me are the ones that know I'm terrible at this and they're terrible as well. And it's just fine. It's just fine. Have you, I mean, I do bring it up to tease you, but part of it is because, you know, I love you. And because it doesn't mean our friendship has been damaged in any way by it. It's really, it's probably a dig for me to say like, I would like to see you more, but yeah, we're both terrible at it. So what? I do see you more now because we have a podcast. That's fine. You see me every week. And I tried to make plans with you for later this week. I too. Could, 
I could I could literally call you up and, and go all day about what a shitty friend you are. Do you think it would mean that we would not be friends? I don't know. If you attacked me all day about what a shitty friend I was, yes, I think <laughs> we would know what But I wouldn't do that. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't do that. But I'm just saying, like, there's no – people who are your true friends just know and, and don't judge you. They don't care. But that said, before Emily passed away, I spent three or four years or let's say five years – babysitting her all the time she wasn't trustworthy and she was very high maintenance and she was always in trouble and he had you know nathan had some issues too and like especially the last two years before she passed away when she was in and out of rehab like i had no social life at all and when she passed away and people just like showed up to my house high school friends and sorority sisters and acapella friends and friends from the synagogue and her friends and stuff. And I thought, wow, these people, I mean, it's true. I don't mean to be so cliche about like, you never know who your real friends are. Like the point is that after she passed away, I decided to make a conscious effort to reinvest in some of those friendships because after seeing them all at such a difficult time in my life, I realized how much I had missed that. And I didn't know that I had been missing that because I was doing the same, like, we'll see each other again eventually. And it's not that important. And it's, you know, putting it off and putting it off. So like, even though there are friends I still do that with, obviously, I am trying to be more mindful and conscious about friendships and making sure that I see people when I travel or, you know, around here or whatever, because I really missed it. And it's something that, I don't know, it's something that makes me say this adage now, which is like, you don't die alone and you don't die with nothing. There are some things that you can take with you and that is the connections that you've made to other people. You do take that with you and you leave that behind. So I've learned that twice now when both of my mother and my daughter, they both affected a lot of people. They both had huge show ups at funerals and it's stuff that like ripple. that. It's that throwing the rock in the lake and the ripple that goes on and you don't realize how far it goes. But Melissa, that is the only thing there is. So if you are constantly, if you are aware of the fact that your favorite plans are plans that are canceled and you know that this is not exactly a good thing, sometimes it's okay to be like, no, I really do want to see you though. Can we make a plan now to do it? Because God forbid something were to happen. I mean, those people are the ones that not only will just be there for you, but that will miss you and love you and wish they had spent more time with you while you were around or that's you know what, what I'm mean? trying to do now. I'm going to make a more conscious effort to RSVP. I, I'm. That's my point. How I still have friends. My my come to Moses moment was, I want to do better. Oh, I want Moses. to be better. I want to do and be better. So, John, when Melissa told me she wanted to have a podcast, would you like to guess what the first rule was that I gave her? Do you remember what it was, Melissa? The one rule that was what the most I important couldn't to me. call you? No. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Now that's a little nugget right there. There's nothing. Okay. She's just being stupid. That's why I told her to shut up. It's ridiculous. What was was rule number one? What was the one rule? The first rule to podcast with Jessica was? When I text you, you have to respond. No ghosting me with the texts. Oh, Oh, you know why? Because remember, you tried to encourage me to do something that was out of my box and I ran. No, you just ghost you just get busy and you you just do this with you you do this the same way you do with plans like even if you've been doing it for years even if it has nothing to do with your knitting business 
you know, it's just kind of like, Melissa, are you guys busy? Nothing for like a month. And then you would text me and I would text you back and then I would ask a question. Nothing for like a week. Like You just ghost. And so, you know, well, she certainly has taken that to heart because, my goodness, she is on top of us now with this right? podcast. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, so she... I said, I said, podcasting is a partnership and I'm going to need you to respond almost right away. Like, and how am I doing? And how am I doing following your rules? You, you're doing it. Very good. You're doing it. But don't, but you see now why that's an important rule because you never, I mean, it wasn't, the stuff that we text about is like, is it going live? Do we have the this? What are we talking about? Are we, you know, life I, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't wonder where is Melissa? No, what you don't is, have you to worry I mean? about What's that. happening? All right, no. John. Shut all up, right. John. <laughs> we get it. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, John. But I'm just I'm, saying you're doing well. I'm, I'm complimenting yeah. you. Mm, mm. Now that I know that what the way you used to be and the way you are now, I would say you're cured. I'm cured. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm trying to be cured. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to leave the house more. I'm trying. I mean, you know, it's kind of like the thing I posted the other day. Like, if you're aware of your shortcomings, is that enough? Or do you constantly have to beat yourself up about them and change them? Or can you just do a little at a time? Or do you have to be like, all right, I know I'm selfish, so I will be less selfish. But is that even possible? Because I'm a total no. narcissist. Like, No, I hope the you know little I mean? at a time is the right answer. I hope that. I hope so, too. But who knows? I mean, it's, I think it's subjective. People love to beat themselves up about shit. I'm especially grateful. me. And especially about my shortcomings. So <laughs> my my first I don't think question was how do. No, I don't think it is. Hopefully. I no, I don't think it is. I think my first question was, how do I still have friends? And for that, I'm wholly grateful. I do have friends. I do have people that that still invest in me and still, and even local, not just the far away people and people I don't Marco Polo with, believe it or not. Um, even the woman I ran into in the supermarket who shared a family story with me who was so lovely, I... I I would go, hey, if you're listening, I'd love to go out to dinner. I only go out to dinner. So <laughs> if you want to go out to dinner. And and dear listener, if you have gone out to dinner with Stuart and myself in the past and he's made that dumb joke, you you know he's kidding, right? Please call us. We would love to see you. We are social. We are outgoing introverts. So push and us out of our And you're both box. very sweet. You have friends because of all the people I know, you are probably the... I mean, I've said this on the show before. You are the most caring in the, in the, you are the most caring and the most giving in, and almost in the most bossiest way, which I love. (laughs) You are the bitchiest caring person. I love that though. I'm a little hurt here because I would thought that when I said, if you made any friends, you know, in the past, I would have been included, but you're like, so I guess we're not friends. I said five or six. I said oh. five or five or six, five okay. or six friends. People. Well, not including the couples. Um, I mean, there's a couple in there, but I count them as one because if they're a couple, they they come as a pair. We're not going out, right? Without Stu, if Stu's there, you're one person to me. So there are a lot of people that I've met online at events or just online that I adore. And love with all my heart, but that I haven't talked to maybe in like a year or two, like or met them in person. Do you have to do? Do you have to do friend maintenance on everyone that you love, or is it okay to just keep up with them on Facebook and like their posts? Is that enough? I mean, like, I mean, I guess there's no rules, right? But like, if Andy found rules, then I guess there's rules. But like, 
there are a lot of women friends that I love that are just, you know, they just float it out because I'm into doing something else and their thing doesn't apply to my thing anymore. And so we can't really help each other as much as we used to. But that doesn't mean we don't cheer each other on. Well, that's it. It's the I have kids and they most of them, my kids have decided to not engage with sports. So I told you they go to CrossFit. But other families are, we have swim team every night. We have um, golf practice. We have lacrosse. We have the, So they are constantly at something. And God help you if your kid giant joins Mark marching band because your life is over your like, life is over it's and over theater i'm learning because over. my friend who does comedy with me tara um her daughter's in theater and like she's having because it was opening night last weekend and the show's two weekends like oh my god she's been running around like crazy with set and costumes and rehearsal and stuff yeah so your life's over and who do they see only theater other theater parents i guess that's who they and they Again. bring in yeah. chick-fil-a and sit there and and build and whatever paint so well and also like me her husband is ill so this is how she met a friend she did a comedy class that's how i met a friend she lives right. in new jersey she's from new jersey no she lives here oh, okay um so it's it's definitely uh i have i have friends ish and I told you I went to a funeral of a young person last week. Last week? The week before? Um, a young person. Let me tell you, that room had over a thousand people in it of for her funeral. It did. So well, it's not a networking place, do you think? But no, at, but also when it's a child who's in school, all their classmates and all their parents will be there and it becomes hundreds and hundreds of people. Right. So but so you, all of you these were people trolling for friends there? No, who are peripherally <laughs> What? Well, I, I thought she was trolling for friends at this funeral. I was like, I don't know if that's the best oh place my to God. do it. I, ac- I actually sat with um, one of Ethan's friends, his mother. I sat with her, and I think she's awesome. We had, we have, I like her a lot. There, I'll float it. I like her a lot. But I can't commit oh. because I, I maybe, I don't know. I would love to meet Why her not? for lunch. I would love to meet meet up with her. But she's busy. She has two kids. They're in activities. and You have I, two kids in activities. Not really. I mean, today's activity is uh, going to the hygienist, my kids' teeth being cleaned, and tomorrow's activity is going to the orthodontist, so they could get yelled is at. Is what you do all day? Yeah. It's what I, what I do all day. I take she my kids, run the kids dogs, to things. The kids, everybody, they all have appointments. I juggle, that's what she does. Yes, that's exactly what I do. Kids and dogs and people and committees and... and She's Affili- like a cruise makes me director. think you need to do more marketing for our podcast. And affiliations with both my synagogue and my the kids school and yeah i mean i i do things i do things what are you saying i don't do things you're gonna have to mallory, do more things mallory needs to have a dress for this trip she's taking to washington dc the one night she stays over there's a dance and all the girls i told you are wearing like oh strapless god. and sequins and they think it's a prom Sequ- when, oh my god what when they're 13 and 14 and i sat in a dressing room with her and she put on some cute things and some you're not wearing that things and because she's she's this little creature she's 13 four, she's not even 14 yet so i was encouraged to tell other parents to not let your child be so crazy about what they wear meanwhile ethan went last year and he spent the whole time in the arcade at the hotel in his khakis and blazer <laughs> he must have been in the hotel playing games in the arcade so uh, she's more of a dancer and she'll go to the dance but i don't want her feeling less than when all these girls have slam and heel like four inch heels and sequins and but she's just not that kind of kid so we had a great day shopping yesterday and we got a couple of semi-appropriate things nothing with sequins nothing with four inch heels thank god 
Yeah, she's... What the frig? Her taste, though, seems to be kind of in her ass. So I'm trying to help her see that that Easter dress is lace up top and white with green flowers and minty and not really appropriate for... I don't know. Yeah, it's mint and white colors. I just... It was... Oh, that sounds pretty. Oh, gross. She picks the... And I would love for her to wear... uh, little black dress like i would love for her to accessorize the shit out of a little black dress but she's not going to a funeral she is going or or a nightclub she is going to a an eighth grade dance so i'm trying to stay appropriate for her and i bought a couple of things online that i can it's hard eighth grade is hard they want to be an adult so badly right right and she's going to high school next year and some of her friends are adult-like, and I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like that at all. She is still this little person that I want to stay a little person and not not be in the high school and not be all all growing up, and I'm trying to stand on her feet so she doesn't go too far, but, you know... (laughs) She is she is a shining star and she will soar and I just have to get off of hop on tight to her coattails and let her take me where she takes me or just sit home with Stuart and say I wish I had more control over this. John makes fun of me from trying to control their lives, but yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to back up from that too. Does it feel like you're trying to control their lives? I'm going to send you pictures of the dresses that she picked out that I bought for her. Let me tell you, I would have spent more, but I went to Marshalls and we found some super cute things. I'll send you pictures and you'll be like She's 13 and in what? Um, but it's, I'm trying to let her, I'm trying to let her be herself and it is difficult for me. Okay. It's difficult. Yeah. We get it. I understand. This must, it must be killing you. That's, that but what you are you trying control to control exactly? Everything. Everything. He's not, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's, he might be annoying me by saying it, but he's not wrong. <laughs> Correct. I yeah. mean, the back lash to this is that they depend on you for everything and are completely incapable of doing anything on their own yes just so and you know. it's not what you think which is that you have control therefore you can prevent them from pain suffering or stupid mistakes none of that is true all of it is about um all of it is about you rendering them incompetent and helpless which is my so goal you know. not to do correct which is how that oldest sibling of mine who you never knew about wound up turning to my parents and saying, you did everything for me. I don't even know how to open a bank account because of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I didn't know how to do that either. I didn't even know how to do my own laundry because my parents had a cleaning lady that did it for us. And I had my first boyfriend in college had to teach me how to do fucking laundry. It's ridiculous. Wow. Well, that's funny because Ethan, Ethan's now Still doing his own laundry. Up. I love it. Good, he should be. I taught both my kids how to do laundry. That's the one thing I, I mean. And actually, at eight eight years old, I was like, "Here's what you do." Yeah, I mean, because I couldn't risk that happening again. It was so embarrassing. Yeah, hey, it's listen, a service. back in the twenties, at eight years old, you went into the coal mine. So a little bit of washing, I'm sure they can handle. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. at least he wasn't a seamstress. That's so this true. is so. Are we going to talk about this Michelle Wolf's performance thing? Yeah, we can. I only saw a tiny bit of it, though. I thought she was great. Michelle Wolf at the White House Correspondence Dinner, right? Yep. Yes. You got it. She was great. She came out and did exactly what a comedian is supposed to do. She came out and she said it in the middle of her in the middle of her speech. She said, I bet you're wishing you vetted this better or you should have done more research before choosing me to 
to do this, but they should have. If they didn't want somebody who was a political commentator, a political comedian, to rag on everybody, then they should shut up. And at no point, then they should have chosen someone else, is my point. And at no point did she well, make why fun. why was she chosen? I mean, did anyone say anything about why she was chosen? Or well, Forget about that. I don't care who you choose when they go up there. They're going to take shots at people. That's what comedy is. Isn't that why they have the person? Yes, it's First Amendment. What is this dinner for? I mean, it's for the journalists, right? Like, it's a White House correspondence dinner. And politicians show up as well. And it's a and nice mix of... Show up. Yes. What the fuck are they celebrating exactly, especially this year? Freedom of speech. All right. Fair enough. Freedom well, then of... how can you get mad at a comedian? Very good question. Why would you hire a comedian if that's not what you want to well, hear? Well, and that's what people are saying. Like, what... Uh, why... You know, another again, as they do every year, people wonder, should they discontinue the tradition of having comedians perform? I mean, duh, it's going to be insulting every year. Who could you possibly have? That's going to what's the what is the point of having a comedian unless you want to hear some truth? Isn't it like a roast? Isn't it meant to be a roast? Has any has any comedian ever gone up there and not roasted the administration? No. If the answer. Then, then shut up, people. It makes no sense that they're all upset. This is just logic to me. A plus B is C, obviously. I just don't understand. Again, anyway, I think with the political correctness that's going on in this world, you can't offend. You can't insult. You can't kid about. You no, can't you can. joke about anything. More specifically, she made a joke about Rance Priebus and he gave a thumbs up and he laughed. That was laughed, hilarious. Right? And he was a good sport. And then... She didn't make a joke about Rance. She said that was her porn name. And he... Rance, but that's making that fun of him, right? Shit, so if you want to look yeah. for him... So, so he laughed and he gave her a thumbs up. And then... Who'd she, and really an insult. That, wait, then who'd she go after next? That was... Kellyanne Conway Sarah? was there. And she gave a deadpan oh. face. You are going to be roasted if you don't want your opinion or your... Don't sit there with that fucking puss on your face like a that stupid bitch. I saw Sarah. Sarah did it and so did Stoic. Kellyanne Conway. Just yeah. stared at her. Tried to stare her down. Well, you know what? I would have doubled down on you too, bitch, for sitting seven feet from me with that puss on your face that you normally I have know. every day. That's what's despicable about it, that she sat there. I also want to know... Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You were saying despicable. That she sat there and tried to bore holes through her. Don't show up and don't sit five feet from her knowing what's happening. And don't sit there with a face. You know what? If she were to have smiled and laughed it off a little, it would have been over. And Dennis Miller with his stupid ass opinion. And I don't his, know about that. Uh, it would have been over. if She went ha 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 and laughed speech. it off. If she laughed it off, it would have been over. But no, she had to sit there with her. Mm-hmm, how dare yeah. you say such things about me? I don't think you're funny. Right, right. I don't, you're not a comedian. You're not supposed to. She was hilarious. How is Dennis Miller still a comedian? As far as I'm concerned, he's probably the unfunniest stand-up person I've ever heard of in my life. He says his jokes are either I'm a moron and stupid because his jokes go, I don't even understand what he's talking about. So on it's Weekend like, Update, he was hilarious, right? Weekend Update, Saturday Night Live. All right, somebody was writing stuff doing, for him. I think he wrote some of it, but then he was Maybe. doing... What did he do after? Oh, the sports. He was a commentator where everybody oh, said, your Monday references, right, he, your 27 ruined, references. Yeah, go ahead. He ruined Monday Night Football because he would say stuff like, 
you know, oh, well, that guy just dropped the ball like Fellini does this. Blah, 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 blah. And we're like, I'm like, what? Wrong what? crowd. <laughs> exactly. He has no idea who his audience is. And then he just, he basically at that point when they booted him from that, I think he lost his mind and separated from reality. And now he just throws out dumb, super, super conservative comments that have no place. If that were the same Dennis Miller that was anywhere near Saturday Night Live, he'd have no career at all. He doesn't have a career. What did he actually say? Do you know what he actually said? He said that she Dennis was Miller? Michelle Wolf. Yeah. What was his comment? That she was terrible and he's going to wait till Wednesday. He'll have some jokes about her or something. Oh, can't wait to hear these jokes. And if you're a comedian, that had to have been a joke in the first place, because if you have to wait till Wednesday to comment, you're really not a comedian. Dennis Miller slams Michelle War- Wolf on Twitter, then gets roasted worse than Sarah Sanders. <laughs> Thank you. That's all that matters. Perfect. Uh, Close that book. Yes. Here's Dennis Miller now. You know, I'm going to wait till Wednesday when my friends come in here and write some jokes that are actually funny. I'm going to tell them. And you will see. You'll see. Yeah. And then people wrote back, Dennis Miller hasn't written a funny joke since Daisy Fuentes tripped over a box of limited edition Slobodian Milosevic Beanie Babies on the Save the Whales episode of the Supermarket Suite. (laughs) You see, that's a Dennis Miller joke. That's that Dennis is Miller Dennis alone Miller in his joke. house. That's right. Five days later, finally yells his comeback into the void. Sassy eight-year-old to Dennis Miller. Smell you later, Gramps. Exactly. Dennis Perfect. Miller, you can expect my retort in the mail within 10 business days. Question of the day, <laughs> who is Dennis Miller? I love that Dennis Miller is still using publicity photo that is older than some Twitter users. <laughs> Now that's no funny, wonder Dennis Miller bombed. <laughs> no wonder Dennis Miller bombed Monday Night Football. They were expecting improvisation from a guy who needs four days to write a joke. <laughs> oh my god! And now I okay. feel better. Now I feel better because I loved him roasted. on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. But me too. He was so funny. He's um, done. So You're this done, is what buddy. CNN is saying about Michelle Wolf. That first of all, she. Wanted to napalm the room unapologetically, and she did that. Good. Um, she's a Daily Show comic. Uh, no, sorry, that's who introduced her. Was a Daily Show comic? No, she's she is a um, Daily Show comic. She's she has a regular. She does. She has a. She's not part of the world of Washington, which was seen as a good thing. Um, she went for lots of low hanging fruit. There's a lot of ways to go after Sanders. She's overly antagonistic to reporters, but to make fun of her makeup, you just she make made fun of her that makeup. Joke. She made that joke that she's overly all, antagonistic she to reporters. She, that's the joke she, she made. She didn't make fun of her makeup. What she says would, which I liar. thought was hilarious, but probably hurtful. She burns facts and then uses the ash to create a perfect smoky eye. Right. She yeah, said she's a liar. She called her a liar. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's lies. That's it. Well, first of all, I don't think Sarah always knows what she's saying is a lie, that she's just doing her job. So that was a little bit mean no um but the funny thing was that they they panned over to her and there she is with her smoky eyes trying to burn a hole in this cnn is saying that that michelle was bullying her because she sat five feet away and just took it she also said she's like um an uncle tom but for white women who disappoint other white women yes she disappoints by backing up a pussy grabbing narcissist asshole sitting in the white house so yes you should be ashamed of yourself sarah huckabee sanders so because she's not ashamed enough it's time to shame her a little 
Here's Wolf's joke about Vice President Mike Pence's opposition to abortion. He thinks abortion is murder, which, first of all, don't knock it till you try it. And when you do try it, really knock it. You know, you've got to get that baby out of there. I don't even get this joke. What does that mean, really knock it? She did a visual. She did a visual with it, like she put her elbow into it. She said, "You really got to oh. knock that baby out of there." Look, the joke I thought was That's funny. Gross. Um, the joke I thought it was. I thought it was funny. It wasn't her best, but I could see why people would be upset, obsessed, upset, all of them about it. That is not what they're really even commenting on. They're commenting on that Sarah Sanders bullshit, and Sarah needs to either step down or. Get it tougher, thicker skin because she works for the biggest douchebag in the universe. So daddy's I mean, coming out on his show and he's going to defend his daughter by, you know, roasting no uh, Michelle Wolf. And I, you know what I say? Good. Okay. You want to roast her? Fine. But be she funny. Roasts her, she roasts herself. She said that would be like you calling me frizz, joke telling frizzy haired no tits or whatever she said. She was hilarious. <laughs> she was hilarious. She was I just um, crazy. She was okay. The last thing that this article on CNN says, which is absolutely true, that Michelle Wolf did exactly what she did for the exact reason about what's happening right now. Like no one knew her name before this weekend. And now That's everyone is talking about her. She created an Are you just fiddling with your cons- mic cord? No. Maybe. She um <laughs> I didn't know it was under me. Um okay. she created just enough controversy where everyone in the country would know her and it's not gonna ruin her career. Oh, it no. shouldn't. And I did know her from the Daily Show and she was pretty I mean her voice can be horribly annoying yeah she is more than a little shrill but i said her content was good or it's just her voice it's oh my god sometimes eek but i support nothing a little deviated septum operation couldn't fix i got your back is she also a woman of color or just very very hard to tell she is not a woman of color she is white um she is a redhead with fiery awesome hair that with some product is great and without product is what Oh, um, but she is white, a white redhead. Okay. Are you sure? I am. Uh, you know, again, okay. is she a bottle redhead or is she like a natural? No, or no, does her the, face no, that is doesn't all matter. But she, does her the face curtains is all meet the car? Does the curtains match the carpet? I don't know. She's freckle not This does not matter in any way, but I just thought it would be very interesting if a woman of color made these jokes in this particular administration. And here's the other thing. Why doesn't Trump come to these things? Because he can't handle it. It's the other half of your sentence. You said if you can't handle it, what? Trump, he didn't come. He should come. He should come there because, again, he was there when they were ripping on uh, Obama. He went there. He was in the audience. And then Obama ripped on him. Trump was in the audience and Obama ripped on him. And then, in uh, you know, four or five years, he had Obama's job. If Trump was there, he could have done the same thing. He could have. Yeah, he could. He could have went up there and, and blasted. Like, like he'll sit behind. He'll sit on the on the toilet and tweet at the press and, you know, and get his jokes out or whatever. But, you know, there he could have had writers and went out there and really made himself look, I feel, a little bit more human. I don't know. I'll tell you what. You want to talk about something that's so cringy uh, was the when he called into Fox and Friends in the morning. Oh, my God. And uh, Yeah, what the hell happened there? Was he high? He lost his mind. He doesn't do drugs, Jess. He just lost oh his mind. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got God. Melania a, a nice card for her birthday. A nice card. What'd I you mean, get her? I can't. I don't know. I can't tell you. What? Huh? It's a matter of national security. I can't tell you. I got I her mean, a green yeah, card. What the hell? That was so weird. <laughs> right. 
Well, so for him. maybe it's a good thing he didn't go. To, maybe it's a good thing he didn't go to this thing because he would have had to speak in front of people, he and that might not have anyway. been too well. It never goes know. well. Never. Speaking of women of color, it does turn out that Michelle Wolf is white. But check this out. I read this yesterday. You guys are going to crap in your pants. So there's a new Asian restaurant that was attached to Whole Foods. I mean, it's actually a restaurant that's been around for a while. But Whole Foods just partnered with them to create the 365 Cafe. And the cafe is called Yellow Fever. No. It's an Asian food restaurant called Yellow Fever. No. So I guess the Asian owner, you know, they decided that Dragon Lotus Happy Bamboo was too (laughs) overdone. And they wanted to go with something memorable, right? So I looked up Yellow Fever. It's a disease that gives you fever, chills, nausea, loss of appetite, and yellow skin. Mm, Delicious. Just like every other Chinese restaurant in the area. Oh, stop. Great, Great name. Great name. Oh, my God. Did you also know, by the way, that yellow fever is uh, the Asian version of jungle fever? It refers to like a white guy's obsession with Asian ladies. I did not know that. I have that. Yeah. You have that? Yes. Are you obsessed with Asian women? Really? Oh, my God. I I find Asian women very, very uh, exotic and beautiful. Interesting. Wish they would find well, so- me that way, but it doesn't, doesn't <laughs> seem to happen. So, like... Apparently, they don't have Caucasian fever. No. White fever. They don't have, so they like, don't have marshmallow fever? No, no marshmallow. <laughs> I was hoping for fluffernutter fever, but nothing like that has happened so far. I mean, though, but imagine you have yellow fever and you go into one of these places and you're like, all right, I'll take the one frying noodles. How much extra for the happy ending? Oh. You like that? I do. If you can't um, get it at the spa, get it at yellow fever. Get it at Yellow Fever. Isn't that why if you had Yellow Fever, you would go to Yellow Fever? It's to pick out a lady. Anyway, so the owners, right? So the article says the owners said they wanted to redefine the term and take back the racist imagery. But I thought like when you do that, you need to have like more than three Asians on board with the plan. You know, like, (laughs) like gay people took the gay word because it meant like, like carefree and lighthearted. I thought they all had like a meeting before that year's parade and made a vote and it was signed off on by RuPaul and then boom, they were gay. <laughs> Isn't that how that works? I'm still Can't stuck just... on. I can go get a few young right, and some easy, uh, nice lemon little squeezy. Asian take it woman. easy. Sorry. That's okay. Yellow fever. That was just not so gross. It's, I mean, when I think the first thing I think with yellow fever is I think vomit, vomiting and diarrhea. Is the first thing that I think of. And then I didn't even know that it meant a white guy's obsession with Asian women. But like that poor man going to a yellow fever restaurant expecting to see like the Asian version of Hooters. Oh, (laughs) now you just that's a million dollar idea. Attached to Whole Foods. I would eat lunch there every day. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's all I wanted to say. I just think if you're going to take back racist imagery, you have to send out the memo. Other people have to know about it. Because one of the most insulting parts about this is that they're Asian. They, they just decided out of nowhere. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's a terrible anyway. name, but a hilarious story. <laughs> that's a terrible name. Who did the research on that? Market research, 0.0. 0.00. 0. 0. 
I know. It's terrible. I'm sure anyway. it was a white guy. So I just want to talk about it because how could something – because last week I got in trouble for calling someone a Jew on She Podcast, and I'm Jewish. So I'm not sure why being a Jew – I mean, it must have been the way I said it. The way I said it was probably was definitely offensive because it offended someone. You're talking about Mark Zuckerberg. I called him a little Jew from Harvard. Little right. Jew, you make- meaning he was sh- – I, I just meant he was short, for Christ's sake. Oh, Could you make John say his name too. again? Can you make John say his name again? What's Zuckerberg? his name, John? Zuckerberg. 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 You said what did Zuck- I say? Zuckenberger. Zuckerberg. Zuckenberger. <laughs> Zuckenberger. <laughs> uh, anyway. That's the great thing about me, I'm always close. Was there any follow up on that story, Jess? Any follow up? Not yet, because she hasn't been able to address. No, uh, address I want to talk. I need to talk about it with Elsie, but like. But yellow fever, first of all, it offended me. And I'm not even Asian. I was just like. What? Did it really offend you? Like what? I got okay, Yes. This, this is perfect. Hang on one second. Because I, I really want to take this from a side. Look at this. Melissa's sinking down in the chair. She doesn't want to address this. All right. So let me ask this question. So you were offended. What did that feel like? What happened? What did you do? Did you, did it make you sick to your stomach? What happened? You were offended. You were offended I by this name. That this, what did it do? It made me feel bad for the, the Asian people that, like, it made me feel badly for Asian people who have been called yellow or whatever their whole lives. Like, now there's a restaurant called Yellow Fever. I don't know. It just made me feel like so that's so offensive did nothing. to them. It, it really did nothing. You were just like, wow, that's offensive I must be offended. Maybe kind of sad. I, have to be I guess it made me feel sad. It made me feel sad and a little angry at how stupid they are. Okay, so a, a sad and a little angry. Well, but I don't. I mean, I, it's been a long time since I've been really highly offended. I wouldn't say I was highly offended. I would say I was shocked at how offensive it was. I don't know that I was personally offended because I'm not Asian, but I was. Sh- I was shocked at the offensive title of i'm just a shock it's shocking to me that that would go that that would fly at whole foods it's shocking and again what okay does that i get like? that surprise surprise yeah I, I i get that but i mean see, see my biggest thing right now is with comedy all of a sudden if you're offended that gives you a, the right to suppress somebody's comedy nobody's suppressing nobody's suppressing anything and it, this is a this is a store that wants business as opposed to a comedian or somebody doing material that's going to be put out for the general public jess on the marketing yeah, side yeah. is they're thinking not comedians they're fucking food makers and they named it after a disease i mean what's next like the diarrhea diner Ooh, who would name their restaurant yellow fever i mean would scarlet fever make it spicy food? I can't wait to go to the smallpox deli. It's What about typhoid Mary? That sounds delicious. Like nothing about a disease is delicious, first of all. And second of all, there's a racial slur in the middle of it. It just makes no sense. And it's unappetizing. The whole thing is unappetizing. From disease all the way to... You wouldn't go to the smallpox deli? No. How about the typhoid in Why diner? don't you name it? Yeah, the vomitorium. Hmm. Mush and chunks how, are, is how our about, specialty. How about going to the polio, 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 and chicken polio? The chicken, the polio chicken Well place. said, Melissa. <laughs> can't get it out. <laughs> well what said. What is wrong with my mouth? I mean, why don't you just open up like a, you know, shit burger? Call it shit burger. 
I might try that. Only, only make it somehow racist in there. Like a terrible racist comment slash shit burger. Can't we go to the Measles Tavern tonight? I hear they're having 50 cents off, a uh, 50% off wings. So what Jess is saying, it's a double offensive, meaning nobody would shop, nobody would eat where you're telling it's named after a disease and a racial slur at the same time. It's a one-two <laughs> punch of stupidity. It's a one-two punch of right. Yes. So, thank you. So if you're going to be that stupid in two separate ways why, why have you not thought this out better why did how you do did no Whole market Foods research approve this? how did a chain how did a chain so high line on that my kids call whole paycheck because it's expensive and, and a higher positive. line and a better organic yeah. source of food come up with a name that is offensive in two separate ways and n- nobody stopped them on their way to making signage nobody said um did you know that this is both a disease and an insensitive comment about Asians? Nobody stopped them anywhere along the way. So I just looked this story up, and I hear that they're also opening up a black sickle cellar for wine. There you go. There you go. That's that is the that's the equivalent, and also just as stupid. That, like that, that is funny, right? Thanks. That's the that's the equivalent. You got it. Hmm. I'm trying to think if there's any diseases that only. I mean, like, I'm, I was trying to compare it to, like, a Jewish thing, but I can't think of anything. Well, Tay-Sachs mm. isn't one people would know. <laughs> Is it no, really? A- and it's not really, a, you know, if you have it, who even would know? But, like, um, you know, there's no – but the yellow fever didn't just affect Asian people, but it's just a coincidence that it happens to be a racial slur as well. But I can't think of any diseases that are also racial slurs, nor can I think of any food that rhymes with any diseases – Anyway, it doesn't matter. And that's, the joke is done. We are done right. with this segment. The so, funny part, John ended it beautifully with black sickle cell. That's hilarious. Cellar. Cellar, um, not sickle cellar, cellar for cellar, wine. Cellar, I'm sorry. It's wine cellar. It was cute. Hot, fine wines and uh, ripple uh, at the black sickle cellar. Um, yes. That is Whole a good Foods. closer. That's a good closer. I did see a movie this yes. weekend. I saw The Infinity Wars. And in there, at one point, somebody said, no can do. And I totally thought of you guys because we went <laughs> over the racist, <laughs> the racist beginnings of no can do. So I was like, hey, I, I wonder forgot if they know. all about no can do. Yeah. 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 And cotton picking. Get your cotton picking hands cotton off of that. Cotton picking is horrible. Ob- it's so obvious. I can't believe I never saw it until someone pointed it out. Really? So then if you want... Okay, so then it, next to the black sickle seller for wine, could you have the black cotton picker yarn store? Would that work no. too? John, I think that, you're done for today. That's it. I'm, I'm going to have to pull you over. I'm going to I'm going to pull you over. I'm going to get I'm a ticket. Sure the you're getting is no you're getting a ticket. I'm finding no. him, Jessica. I'm finding him. <laughs> um, you're going to get a. How much is that ticket worth? I'm curious. It's a, right now. It's up to 165 dollars of offense. <laughs> so that's where we are. That's quite steady. expensive. That's very expensive. It is quite expensive. Well, All right. Why don't you read us on out, girls? All right. Uh, Wrap it up. Thank you guys so much. Down. Every time. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You can check us out at our website, which is brilliantobservations.com. Also, please check us out on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Listen Brilliant and write us and tell us what you thought about this episode, whether or not Melissa's being a shitty friend, whether or not Yellow Fever is a place <laughs> where you would eat. Would you buy your, buy your wine at the Sickle Cellar? Would you buy your wine at the Black Sickle Cellar? And that's our and, uh, pod And that's our nutcast. show for today. Brilliant Observations at gmail.com is our email 
thank you so much for listening. We hope thank it was you. funny and that you enjoyed it. And by the way, if you did, it wouldn't kill you to give us a rate and review. Put the little star. Tell us what you think. We love you. Thank you. Thank you guys both for showing up and being funny with me today. You guys have a good one. See you Bye. next time. Bye. Bye.